0: This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, however it applies. I'm uh, going to kind of go through here, state of affairs. Uh, didn't record last night, guys. Uh, the, the five minutes keep getting out. There's a one minute, one, two. Uh, just trying to catch you up with all that stuff. And obviously, you know, we can go to a larger scale. On the big show here, your host Jeff Lloyd, We can go larger on the big show here, uh, along with SI.coms, uh, from Browns Maven, Pete Smith. Uh just able to, you know, elaborate. But uh, you know, it seems like you guys are liking those. And obviously it's something that the network's been doing itself since September, but just the way the schedule and everything broke for me was difficult just to incorporate in, uh, starting to ease up here and get back into whatever the new normalcy is in my life and uh able to get those out for you. And obviously, you know, just right now there's a a tongue and a tongue to get to report on. Uh, I guess we'll start here, Pete. Yesterday, uh, you know, I had the interview to sit down with uh, Robert Sala from um, San Francisco, 49ers looking over the resume, you know, yeah, maybe a guy on the rise. I I just, I I just don't see it yet for him, even this cycle. Um, And the other thing is, Pete, I mean, you look at that Niners defense. I mean, it's loaded and it's, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's the two line, the two linebackers and whether it's a defensive line that goes six, seven deep, it's kind of a nice thing to have. More teams should probably go that good on the D-line. You know, secondary led by Richard Sherman. Uh, it's great that he's doing a great job, but, I mean, I think it would be more telling if he wasn't doing a good job with that defense.
1: Right. And the thing with Robert Sala is there's talk that, uh, you know, the past couple of seasons they were worried that, you know, the job – was was too big for him um they are loaded and i am all for the browns talking to him i mean if you know you're looking at the nfl now and everything's so uh slated in favor of the offense you know talent or not he's theoretically on the cutting edge of how to stop offenses in in the league as it is now so it's certainly worth talking to him Um, his resume is lighter than uh than uh, Freddie pretty kitchens it's you know so he has to be you know a prodigy in that sense, and I think so much of this is the browns are just trying to get a sense of who he is. I think Robert Sala is sort of introducing himself to the n f l as a candidate um I, I I am inclined to doubt that this is a match, but this is an opportunity for the browns to sort of get a sense of. Uh, A head coach that's, you know, at some point is going to be a factor, uh, I expect. uh, You know, he's 40. He's got lots of time. Um, You know, with the way the 49ers are right now, it seems like, you know, that's only going to help him uh, in the near future. So, you know, it it, it seems like a a really good idea. Um, To this point, he's the only purely defensive candidate they're talking to, uh, which. Uh, you know, I, I would probably say I, I I wish they were doing more of that, um, just because you know I I don't buy the idea that you have to hire an offensive coach. I, I'm just in, in 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 of the mind that you you get a great head coach, uh, and and the rest will take care of itself. And you know, in, in the same way that some teams are interested in Patriots uh, special teams coach Joe Judge, um, you know I I I think John Harbaugh is one of the better coaches in the league um so i am you know I, I, again i don't think it's going to go very far but i think it's a smart idea for them uh smart idea for Salah. uh and obviously look he's got you know a guy in the building who's uh ha- obviously has an opinion on uh the browns ownership and sort of where things are at so there's all the reason for this to to potentially end um In a way that uh, isn't going to be a match, but you sort of do fact finding for both sides. You know, Robert Sala could theoretically, at some point, be you know a head coach in the AFC or the AFC North that you have to contend with. So, getting a sense of him now uh, may be be beneficial down the road.
0: Look, I mean, you're always going to you know cross your T's. I mean, you know. Dot your eyes, cross your T, so to speak. Um, and it'd be foolish to just say, you know, we're going to talk to everybody available on the offensive side of the ball. And look, I mean, everything about the guy, I mean, you like, it seems like the players like him, you know, you love the excitement, but you know, that's all well and do what you do on the sidelines during the games when your defense is playing well and your team's winning, a lot of it comes down to, you know, what are you doing? You know, essentially Monday through Sunday morning, getting your team ready, prepped. And it's easy for that San Francisco 49ers to, defense to do what it's got. Um, when you are that deep and you are that loaded, uh, you know, look, I'm not saying I'm not trying to rag on the guy that he's, that's something he's never going to get to. Uh, I just don't see how it works here now. Um, they're not saying that the Browns can't go defensive side of the ball and, you know, find the next whiz kid. Uh, Cause there's plenty of them out there that kind of, you know, are unknowns on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not saying you can't do that, but it just doesn't seem like this one's going to align here. Um, last night, Pete, I mean, we'll get to the games here a little bit. I mean, crazy, crazy night. And it, it was, it was good. It was, it was just a fun night to sit back, and watch some games and some really good football at that. I mean, well, not really good football, maybe really good games, I guess, or the excitement in where you weren't, you certainly weren't turning nothing off or switching a channel at any point. Um, but Browns wise and coaching search wise and interview wise, the results of last night's games couldn't work worked better. Um, obviously, we're supposed to meet with Brian DeBall this morning table this morning um that's changed maybe that's now not the highest of priorities I'm not saying it's not going to happen um you know so he's you know ready to go uh and then in the nightcap and so much that came out of it and look who no know hell knows what's going to go on with new england and you know i and i love the fact that I always talk about tom brady and oh uh, you know 20 seasons ahead in 40 playoff games this guy's literally played 22 and a half seasons of football that's freaking amazing and, in fact, if he still wants to go on, God bless him. But, I mean, how his body's ready and whatever, it, it, amazing on that part. And who knows what's going to go on with New England. But, look, the owners, there's no mistake in here, Pete. The, the number one desire for the Haslams is, is they want Josh McDaniels to come in. They want him to wow in an interview. They want him to want the job because that's pretty much where they want to go. They ain't going to have to wait. You know, I mean, this was just going to be, you know, with New England, there's always the question of how long do you have to wait? Are you going to have to wait another month for a Super Bowl appearance? Uh, but Derek Henry, amazing night and he, he, your number one pick. Now it's, it's there, it's available. You've got every opportunity to move forward with this.
1: Well, uh, the game was interesting, I guess. Um, It felt a game more of offensive struggle than it did defensive brilliance, but um you know the decision making at the end was certainly interesting with some of the stuff Rabel did, um and you the know, delay it, of it the game
0: off. and then the uh and then the false start and belichick losing his shit when i watched him do that same exact thing to the jets this year it's like well you know i mean it's like well dude which way do you want it bro you, you don't like it when people bring it back to you but you got no problem doing it
1: yeah it was uh it was interesting uh, you know I, 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 there were it ultimately worked so it, you know it looks great right now and they were able to you know finish the game and win um yeah i mean it's it, it's it's certainly not a game where you're sitting there going wow this is really this is this is the guy you're hoping the browns get but you know it was the offense is certainly challenged in in new england and i think it it worked to sort of um point out where the Patriots are and why McDaniel's might be willing to leave, um, whether that's the Browns or somewhere else. Um, so, in that sense, it you know it's helpful in the sense that you don't have to wait for a lengthy playoff run if you like McDaniel's. Um, it uh, for Brian Dable, um, he obviously can can interview now. He's not going to interview today, Sunday um, because he's free and, you know, he gets a day to sort of, uh, process what just happened last night. Um, try to come to some sort of understanding of what his quarterback was doing and (laughs) then sort of proceed from there. Um, so, I mean, it's helpful if you like those guys and and you can interview them and, and you don't have to hesitate or any of those things. So it's, it's, useful it, it's just hard you know if 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 you go into these games and you're like wow what should i get from you know the head coach of you know if, if this guy's gonna be the head coach and what he's doing on his team and neither of those teams were particularly you know impressive on the offensive side of the ball you're you're looking at like dable and his initial drive where he threw the ball to josh Nell and how great that looked and then they proceed to score you know nine more points or um, 12 more points the rest of the game and and, and had a 16 to nothing lead and and didn't do very much. So, yeah, I mean, it was fun to watch, but uh, you know, for for people who probably put way too much into these games in terms of trying to say this is, you know, this is a referendum on the coach. uh, It was not great from that standpoint.
0: No. And, you know, and look, you know, as much as, you know, everybody wants to say, Oh, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, you know, look, I mean, the bills offense essentially, Put Deshaun Watson in position to take the game, not necessarily win it. You know, you, you can't be up sixteen nothing in a playoff game. I don't care if you're on the road or not. You, you got to find some way. They did everything they could to keep it around a two score game, which you know eventually you know you know other teams. They're good. They're playoff teams. They got weapons. They find a way to get you know their mojo going as well. Uh, you know there were yeah. I mean even you know not running the ball with Singletary in the stack in overtime. You know, Allen just essentially running for his life, which is what you don't want. Just run the ball. Uh, then the one crackback block was, yeah, I mean, that was that was terrible. I mean, the players saw it coming. I mean, whatever that is. And, you know, then there was the cluster F that led to the, I think, it, you know, it was what, fourth and 30 and took the sack. Uh, you know, so he lost like 36 yards in two plays. You just, there's times, you know, where, you know, look, you look like a second-year quarterback, uh, you know, still got some work to do. There's times where it looks like you know what you're doing. On that instance. Um, but, you know, McDaniels is now available and obviously number one target for many, very many people. So that's going to be interesting how it plays out, uh, you know, you know, for Cleveland and their brass. This is someone they're waiting for. You know, they're chomping at the bit to get to. Uh, we'll get to a little bit more here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, Locked On Browns. Browns gear, Browns apparel. Zabo, that's who you're looking for. Zabo family, great bunch of folks. Uh, you know, dad's a veteran. Kids are both serving. Uh, that impresses me. Love folks that, you know, go that route. Uh, love this country like they do. Um, I just love the gear. I love the apparel. I love the quality of it. I love the thought and design to it. Uh, good gear stands up to a couple washes. watches. It, you know, it's, it, it's worth the money. Uh, love them. Like I talk about all the time. I have zero problem helping out them push their product. You were looking for grounds gear, Zabo at Zabo apparel on Twitter. Go ahead, get yourself all geared up. For the offseason and uh, possible uh, naming of a new head coach soon. The games itself, Pete. Look, Tennessee. I mean, look, you're gonna have to throw the ball at some point, but Derrick Henry can do that. They can play with anybody in these playoffs. The question will be: can you hold down a Baltimore offense on defense? And they've got some players there. But I mean, Pete, it's two yards, he's two yards over the line of scrimmage, and even if there's contact he's going to go another two or three yards. I mean, he basically can just navigate five yard runs
1: without much effort. Oh, so look, when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, the, the entire thing is, you know, you're, you're playing a balance and, and on the one hand you're sitting there going, look, Derrick Henry can, can win us a football game. And he's going to tell us the whole game. You know, he's, you know, keep feeding him. And, but at the same time, you're sitting there thinking, you know, maybe it gets us through this game. And ultimately that's the only thing you can do, but at some point, you know, it, it's going to catch up to us and just the workload and and, and what, you know, what you are hoping for is the Tennessee Titans is a month of games, um, you know, three more after, you know, three more coming. Um, and it's tough to do that when you are just, Riding somebody like like Henry, and and there were times when he was just, you know, I don't think he was hurt necessarily, although that's probably today. Um, But he was, you know, exhausted uh, in the game, it's, and and that's tough to do if you can't get a little bit more balance on offense. And 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 you know, the Patriots insisted on sort of taking away the deep passing game and some of those things, and and uh, Tannehill and company just couldn't do much so it, it's it's difficult and ultimately you know you you have to play this game by game but there has to be a part of you that's sitting there worrying just a little bit about both derrick henry right now and then derrick henry next year and the year after where you're you know you either have to have a plan or you know you, you basically have to acknowledge the fact that he's not going to be able to do that um the same way now having said that he looks just the way he he he's built and the way he he carries the football. He just looks like he was born to carry a football. Just his natural lean uh you know the way his body's built and the way he's sort of able to you know take contact, but you know he's a big target and it's tough, but but he was phenomenal and and the Tennessee Titans offensive line was tremendous. I mean they had a rookie right guard uh you know, out of Charlotte, it was doing a bunch it of work, is. and yes, he was. Um, he wasn't my target list. Um, that uh, they they just they were able to control the game from that standpoint. Now, I'm I'm a little surprised they couldn't get more with what they were able to do, um, especially the way they were controlling the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's that would be my big concern with the Titans right now, is that you were able to control the line of scrimmage that effectively, and yet, um, you you could only muster up. You know, 20 and and 14 of that was uh, offensively. It was the the other six was on de- defense. That um, when you're you know going into you know waiting to see who you play next week, um, that has to be a major concern. But I mean, the, you got to give it up to him. That's that's you know that's going to go down in you know Titan slash Oilers history as far as like the all time playoff game performances by any one player and in, in Derek Henry. Uh, it was, I, I
0: was just crazy impressive. I mean, and then there was the one where it was not—I think it was 93 yards in a row with, uh, of total offense, 49 yards in the first quarter. And you, know, and you just look at these defensive backs as he's coming around a corner, and it's—you know—it it, it is. I, I got to give my effort here, and either way, I'm going to get run over. I'm just crossing my fingers that when I get run over, his wrist, his knee, his shoulder—some part of him also hits the ground too. It, it, it's sick. I mean, you know, six foot three, two hundred and fifty pound running backs usually don't succeed. And I'm actually surprised Bill waited as long as he did to go to that, you know, six one goal line defense. Uh, you probably needed to start the game with that because I mean they were gashing you right out the the right out the you know, right out the gate with it. The New England offense, Pete, and you know, everybody. You know, and I don't want to hear void of weapons. Also, oh, maybe you're a little bit less than you had in the past. Um, obviously, you know the you know, we we went at length last year during the playoffs, uh, basically how Rob Gromkowski was was blocking like an all pro tackle, let alone a tight end, and how essential he was. Um, you know, look, Nikhil Harry you know, had his issues, but that's all. This is that's a rookie thing, man. It's not easy to break into that twenty year run that all offenses had, and you know hit the ground running. I'm surprised they didn't try to use more Dorsett who was big for them in the playoffs last year. Anytime they did anything vertically, it was usually him. And the other one is, you know, I don't, you know, yes, obviously the Titans defensive backs were all over Edelman, but I mean, you're going to lose, you better lose going with
1: your bread and butter. Sure. Uh, uh, Look, I mean, you are what you brought. And in that sense, you know, the, the Patriots, were a, a team built around, you know, Sonny Michelle and James, you know, James White and, and Julian Edelman, and they struggled. I mean, and they ultimately lost trying to get get get, you know, those guys involved. Which is, you know, if you're going to go down, you go down go down swinging with your best guys. But uh, they, they just, you know, Nikhil Harry's not there yet. I think he's a, he's he's an incredibly talented player, but it's just not. Where it needs to be and and they just you know they just they just were missing things and they had some issues in terms of being able to hold up up front uh, Harold Landry you know continues to be just a really nice player, he didn't have a huge huge impact on the game, but he you know he's just around causing problems pretty consistently, so How'd you pair
0: him with the rest of that defensive line, I mean in their pick of Simmons, which worked out beautifully because you got him. Back right around Thanksgiving, and he hit the ground running. And then the thing was the goal line stands. It was like, well, when are you going to get it? Throw the ball, guys! You're not running against this front.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, you know, I thought Jeffrey Simmons played really well. He had some, he had some major impact in that game. He he, he made uh, and that goal line stand was largely all him. I know Rashawn Evans got a ton of credit and deservedly slow, but that 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 came from but that's you what's know, supposed to happen.
0: To yeah. happen. The linebacker, you know, D line takes care of all the dirty work. The linebacker better clean it up.
1: Yeah, uh, it was it was impressive. Um, you know, they had a couple nice moments in terms of throws they made. Um, you know, there are a couple like that that were just, you know, perfectly fitting the ball into a window and those type of things. But overall, it was just it was so difficult. Uh, every every like first down and some of these things, it, it just looked like the Patriots were working so hard to move the ball, i uh, say for maybe one drive. And that, that it, it just, it looked like they were playing in sand compared to, compared to the Titans in that respect, especially when Derrick Henry was going the way he was at, at various points. So I was, I, I wish I would have seen more again. It's, it's very easy to be like, you know, like again, looking at Josh McDaniels and being like, man, uh, th- th- this is what the Browns are getting. and And I don't want to, Fall into that trap, but that yeah, I mean, there I I I can't imagine there aren't going to be calls and and, and thoughts that McDaniels is sitting there questioning. Having said that, I mean, um, I think it's not unreasonable for him to, you know, be able to point to some of these things and say, you know, this is what worked all year, and, and this is what I'm going to go with. So, you know, it, 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 from the Brown standpoint, that that's. One of those things where a job interview can be, you know, in you know when those lengthy hours upon hours upon hours interviews can be interesting where you get some insight into, you know, something that just happened and and what the thought process was, what do you take from it, all those types of things.
0: Uh, one of the, well, I mean, there were two, you know, for me, one of the, there were, you know, the two deflating moments for the New England uh, offense was uh, the huge completion to Ben Watson and then the legal man downfield on Shaq Mason. It, and you saw it everyone New England faced like, that. that's, you know, this might be one we can't overcome. Then there was the Edelman drop, and that's just when it's like, man, these stars are really, really starting to align. The thing I I took away, and even look, even in a loss, the thing I took away from the Josh McDaniel stuff, and look, it's a little bit different with Tom Brady, who's 42 years old, Baker Mayfield, who's going to be 24, 25 next season. But it's just sitting down, and it's all right. You look at the still shots, I'm going to look at the still shots. What can we do here? What can we do here? And you hear this now where, you know, Freddie, so often this season it was, all right, we've got our first drive of the game. And then it's, you know, well, I like this play we called three weeks ago. I'm going to try and run this here. It, it, that's that's what you're looking for. I mean, you were looking for the unison between quarterback, between play caller. It's, you know, yeah, all right, well, this, yeah, all right, just throw this out. We're not going to do this anymore. Here, all right, well, let's add this wrinkle. And instead of him taking this out at nine yards, you know, let's take it at five yards. It'll be there. He beats a man. We got a big play, and, and you just see that working relationship. And look, Baker is no football idiot. This is stuff he can do. He's an intelligent football player. He just needs to, basically, I would say, have an equal or have somebody that's going to work that hard and see it—the entire vision and the entire field and the stills and what can be done—as opposed to you know going rogue, growing, going off script. And that those are the things that you notice, and that's the type of relationship you're looking for between quarterback and play caller, Pete.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, you look at some of these guys and the way they were in their offense, and you look at a guy like Brian Dable who was I, – I don't think it's unfair to say that in overtime, um, initially they were afraid to let Josh Allen be quarterback. You know, they they ran him. They tried to do some stuff that was just weird. I know at one point I saw you mentioned something. And you're sitting there going, mm. yeah. I mean, I, I, I was I was right there with you, and every play felt like it was, you know, uh, panicked. Uh, with well, and memory. keep in mind,
0: they need wide receivers. They need wide receivers badly on that team. They, there's no doubt about it. But it was, it was. I mean, you get the ball, you're driving for a chance to win it overtime. And what do you call Josh Allen? power left like that's the first play you call in overtime with the ball what does it tell everybody in the building you got zero confidence you got zero confidence in your quarterback
1: right and 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 you know again when you get to an interview like that you have to ask that question I would think uh that you know did you get to a point where you basically like I I I couldn't I couldn't do it and and I had to go you know try to play around it and, and stuff like that as, as you're trying to get a sense for what they're doing so yeah i mean those things are certainly interesting to me um and, you know that that makes the interview process fascinating to me in that you sort of especially with these guys in playoff situations where you know everything's magnified so much and you get to ask these questions
0: uh it's it, it, like i mean it was just a fun night that obviously is you know hopefully well i mean you know it's going to accelerate the interview process, Browns wise. We'll get to a little bit more here. Unlocked on Lockdown Browns, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd. Uh, you're in the Vermilion area. You're looking for barbecue. My guy, Jonathan Vaughn, your pit barbecue. Uh, John's a huge Cleveland fan. Got specials of the day, specials of the week, you know, dictated around Browns players and such. Uh, you're looking for a good meal. You're looking for some top notch barbecue. Go ahead, check out your pit barbecue in Vermilion. Check out my guy, John Vaughn. Tell him we send you your way. Have yourself a great old meal and talk some Browns with John and his buddies. Now, Pete, this again. Now, this could Sunday here, and you know we're recording this about noon, guys. So we're going to get this accelerated, but you know, come four thirty or so. Again, you know, this will lead to one more name, most likely available. Uh, You know, Kevin Stefanski. Look, it's a Herculean effort. Uh, You know, and everybody, you know, there's certain size that says Zimmer's totally fa- safe. There's certain size that say, you know, Zimmer. Maybe not so safe. There is the fact that the Vikings have 14 years invested in Kevin Stefanski. He wins today somehow. Obviously, you know the, the you know the the rise just goes even higher, which may make it harder for even you know even harder for Minnesota to let the guy go. Uh, they don't look so good today. Who knows? Do you decide you move on from Zimmer because if you're going to lose today, most likely the defense is going to get trounced by a ridiculously good New Orleans Saints offense uh but again you know come 4:30 today Pete now this is it pretty much everyone they want to talk to as far as huge major names on the top of the food chain they're here and you know and this whole thing could be put together could be you know put uh, could be put to bed by the end of the week as uh, as far as us knowing who is the new Cleveland Browns head coach
1: certainly possible uh that is that is absolutely in a, you know something that could could be wrapped up um i'm very curious to see what their process is in terms and not so much that you know who they're going to hire all, you know, obviously that's the whole thing but in terms of what they really want to do do they want to get this done faster than 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 uh than slower it certainly seems that way i mean they they freaking jumped out of the gate to start interviewing people um it seems like they want to get this done get this get this figured out as quickly as possible, um, which I can't blame them for. Uh, I don't think they, they, they want to be in a situation where they're hanging out, uh, waiting. Um, they don't seem like they're in a situation where they're going to be, uh, any of their candidates are going to be likely in a, in a situation where they're going to be, you know, potentially, I I should say any of their serious candidates. Uh, I, again, I don't think Robert Sall is going to be it, but uh, you know, I, I expect to he's is going to be available after, after today. Um, I expect, uh, the, uh, that, uh, they're going to be able to talk to him when, as soon as they, 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 they want. Um, and if they have all of their candidates. Um, you know, able to go, then they may not hesitate and they may be able to get this wrapped up relatively quickly so they can start being competitive in terms of what they're hoping to get this coaching staff to look like.
0: Yeah, there's um one more thing I want to get to here. And people are talking about making some sense of, you know, trying to make some sense. There's a question of, you know, the Browns essentially haven't released their assistant coaches to interview or to look. I mean, one head coaching job has been filled to this point the Washington Redskins, Ron Rivera. Look, Ron's got an extensive list of guys, and it seems like he's just trying to take maybe a little bit of Carolina north with him to Washington. But, but Pete, there's names here on this staff. You know, look, I mean, if it's Mike McCarthy, obviously Canton, serious contender to stick around as your offensive line coach. Stefanski, got a relationship with you know Mike Prefer as far as a special teams coach, we've all talked about this. We'd like for Mike Prefer to stay. There's probably reasons why Mike Prefer doesn't want to have to move on. We've we've talked about that. You, then you know you have some other guys. Look, Steve Wilkes. You know we're not sure if it's going to be a first time head coach. You know obviously with McCarthy, obviously with Josh McDaniels, that's not you know the case uh, with Stefanski. It, it is. Um, it's you know here's a guy at least with some head coaching experience. And if you get him some of the right pieces, a head coach who is offensive minded can say, "All right, I don't have to, I don't have to double duty. Obviously, I'm going to have to poke my nose in there. I'm going to have to peep my eyes in there and see what's going on. But hopefully, if I can focus on my task and I have a guy here who I can trust, Stump Mitchell. Uh, I not you know, you'd like to keep Stump around. I mean, I don't think running back wise there's anything he did or didn't do wrong. Not that it's you know so much on Stump as you just have an absolutely great pupil in Nick Chubb, who's going to do every detail and then some." Um, you know, wide receiver wise, maybe, you know, maybe maybe it's time to move on because is Henry a friend with Odell and Jarvis, or he's the wide receiver coach. There's that side of it. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the D line coach, you know, coming up from Bamba, that that's he worked out well. You gotta get the guy some more to work with, no doubt. Um, maybe you're gonna need a new linebacker coach. You know, Joe's fantastic, but you know, these kids need to get on an accelerated path quickly, uh, especially if it doesn't work out where Joe's not here. But I can understand why. I mean, A, number one, it's not like there's a whole bunch of head coaching vacancies filled yet. A, number two, there's some guys here whose resumes are quality that it may not matter who the head coach is. They might want to keep them around anyway.
1: I would certainly hope so. Um, again, I, I just I don't see a scenario where Joe Schober doesn't make your team better. Um, I don't, you know, that type of player uh, – what that, what they do in in, in terms of your defense and all that stuff. I I just, I I don't see the argument to uh, let him go, especially if, you know, he is true to his word that this is where he wants to be and all those things he's committed to doing what they're doing. And I've seen nothing to suggest anything, anything uh, counter to that. So, yeah. uh, And, and, uh, you know, I look at a guy like David Njoku, uh, you know, whether you want to pick up his option um, I, I think it's fair to say you want to you're, you're patient with that, that you want to see that, um, first, but just in terms of, is it smart to want to keep this kid in the fold, to, you know, plan or, in, on him being in the offense. I think that's absolutely what you should want to do. So, uh, you know, guys like Larry Yogi I think they should be looking to keep, you know, uh, Miles Garrett, obviously Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, um, you know they they are going to have to make uh choices and their their strategy around those guys uh will be shaped by whoever they ultimately decide on uh to be their head coach and then the, the general manager um obviously with a you know potentially a guy like andrew berry sitting out there he has some some uh some sweat equity with some of these guys so There's that element to it where it's not just a situation where, you know, he's a a new face, like he would have some uh, pre-existing relationships with some of these guys. Whereas, you know, if they go with McDaniels and Ziegler, um, they may have a completely different approach. Um, So, you know, that's where these things get interesting. You know, uh, who do they want to bet on? I mean, some people bet on Josh Allen in a playoff game. I thought this was a smart move, and, I, and I'm shocked that, that it didn't go well, where some of us realize uh, he's Josh Allen, and, and you should probably <laughs> probably bet on the other team. But, hey, that, that's neither here nor there.
0: Well, look, to be fair, and, you know, for me it was the lateral. Like, oh, good lord, what the hell am I doing? For me it was the what in the hell, fourth and twenty-seven. Why didn't you just punt there? Even if your punter kicked it through the back of the end zone. there's like 90 seconds and change. You got three timeouts. They got the ball to 20. I mean, look, it all worked out in the end. You got to overtime. And, you know, Josh even made a couple of throws. And the one that drove me bonkers was the ball to Dawson Knox. Now, here's Dawson Knox, a 245-pound, 250-pound tight end. Great athlete. Sees a safety coming up. It steps, steps out of bounds like he's a 195-pound scout back. Dude, try to run that dude over and pick up 10 to 15 yards, and guess what? We're kicking a field goal. We'll go home with a W. Uh, I mean, look, there's some weapons there in Buffalo, and I think they got the right recipe. The question is, is the key proponent to the recipe? Look, you play good defense. You play hard. Trey White is phenomenal. Edmonds is ridiculously good player. You got a nice rotational defensive line there you need some wide receivers. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you got to have somebody that's, threat. I mean, it was like a shock yesterday, you know, Oh, Duke Williams is going to dress today. Okay. Cause some guys were injured. All of a sudden you, you were featuring Duke Williams for God's sakes. Like he was freaking Jerry Rice. Um, and I, I thought, I, I thought Beasley was hurt. I, I thought Beasley was hurt for a while. Where the hell was he? Um, uh, Hey, look, at least I went one for two and we, we, we weren't going by points. I thought we were going by points.
1: um (laughs) so somebody decided josh allen was the right bet and 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 it's all right if you listen to booger mcfarland the whole time josh allen was the best quarterback on the field uh and how how about on the third and ten i'd maybe just go with
0: a draw here and then spike it really booger
1: really would you do that please enlighten us he was he was um interesting on some of his decisions uh on, on thought processes on this but yeah, josh allen they they insisted on trying to sell as a as a good quarterback when on multiple occasions they kept mentioning how you know in code that uh his uh his best thing he was doing was running um it just he it was just he he looked he looked like he was at Wyoming. That is the guy that that I watched at Wyoming, especially when the the game was in his hands. That's why the game never in his hands because that's what happened. Um, yeah, it was just painful uh, to watch, and that's why I, I, you know, all these people who have lately been saying Josh Allen is better than Baker Mayfield um, need need to submit for a drug test. That whatever you think of Baker Mayfield, he's never he doesn't do that. Anything like that, there were three plays in a row, which were the three worst plays of the season um and they were all him. It was just absolutely insane some of the things that he was doing and it was just like i it it's it like in a courtroom drama where you are gonna the guys on the witness stand like just describing how an out of body experience, like watching himself play quarterback and going i i, I don 't know who that is that was just bonkers. Some of the sacks he took, some of the decisions you made, et cetera.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you guys saw, I put the tweet up. I said, I haven't had a drink and I feel drunk as hell. It was, it was even, it was, and it was a, it was a what not to do on top of what not to do. And even, you know, the one that, you know, obviously they get, you know, get called for intentional grounding and even the lineman, well, I'm assuming somebody tipped that because why the hell else would he be thrown this and. No, it was just as bad as it could have been. I, I'll, I'll stand on my grave, though. You you've never should have gone that. You should have just punted it there in Houston, whatever. Totally bailed you the hell out. Uh, we'll start to put a bow on this one here and get everybody going. You guys have got your games. You know, we'll record again tonight here as we see the development here, go through the NFC and you know see what's available. Uh, you know, highlights here, uh, you know, DeBall, Brian uh, Dable, postponed, rescheduled, however you're going to call it. You know, the target in the forefront now looks for Josh McDaniels in some sort of interview on Monday. Uh, other major candidate and Kevin Stefanski could be available later today as well Pete what's the latest over at Brown's maven well,
1: that's keeping up with all things Brown's coaching search, which is um, hit a slight lull, i suppose in the sense that we're not doing anything super exciting where that that produces much information to talk about. It's largely speculative at this point, but that's you know that's where we're at, and then at some point here in the near future we'll have to um Get prepared for the Senior Bowl, which comes up in two weeks from, uh, or I I should say I leave uh, two weeks from tomorrow, Um, and and everything that goes with that. um, It's an interesting crop of players, uh, not that many super big names, um, but there's certainly some guys that should be more than interesting for the Browns.
0: Yeah, uh, guys. Again, Pete will be down there in Mobile this year, so we'll you know we'll do our best to get you as much coverage as we can that way. Hopefully, a little bit better weather this year, so they don't you know lose a day of everything. And you know, maybe Pete can uh, greet yet another Browns, new Browns coaching staff on the flight down to Mobile, as he seems to do pretty much every year, and gets to congratulate the new head coach and you know. Never gets to say goodbye, but congratulate the new ones. Uh, make sure you're checking out uh, everything, you know, through Pete and his team, SI.com, Browns Maven. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore at Browns Maven all on Twitter. Show itself at On Browns, all lowercase, follow-back account. DMs are open. Guys, like I said, check out the five-minute Google News hits, uh, the one-minute Google News hits. Uh, just something more and a way to provide you guys with some more content here. Look, there's certainly a million – Balls in the air right now trying to keep you guys covered and, you know, get your opinions and such on all of it that way. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there. Anything you want on the show, topics, questions you got, uh, you know, I'll try to get them in the show. If I can I do my best to usually answer you guys. I try to be really good about that. As much time as you guys are all putting in here for us, I try to, you know, basically return it in spades to you guys. Uh, With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.